Welcome to the Hills Review Film Club Podcast. My name is Matt, and today I'm here with... RJ. Mr. Beatty. Aubrey. Emma. Anthony Cohen. Matt. And the today, other one. Oh. <laughs> and today, for our final uh, episode, we're going to talk about movies and what we like about them. To make people happy, you know? Yeah. Wait, what are... Aesthetics. Oh, wait, so aesthetics. Yes. Aesthetics work. Like, specifically, what aesthetics? I don't know. Personally, me, I like the dark and gritty stuff. Not but like the DC dark and gritty, but like, you know, like the actual like blue dark. Tint? No. Oh, the blue tint? The blue tint. <laughs> are you, are you talking about tint. cinematography, production Cinematography, design? yeah. Like, you, if you, like, watch, like, Blade Runner, like, Mad mm. Max, I like oh, yeah, that yeah, kind of Blade stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing about movies. That's why we, because they could be dark and gritty. They could be could. peppy and happy. They could be anything. Because yeah. there's no rules unless you're the MPAA. I just feel like a lot of movies are being put out without, like, people taking that into consideration nowadays. Like, yeah, there are those that do, but then, like, a lot of them coming out, like, now they don't. It's kind of just, like, mass-produced, get it out. Like, for example, the Sonic movie. It looked horrible. They just let it out. But now they realize that they actually put effort into their movies. Like, yeah, it's kind of like cinematography, but it's kind of a similar example. People don't really care. Like, though, sorry to cut you off, but, like, the whole visual effects in general, I feel like it's, like, a leading factor and make people like want to watch that movie because yeah. nowadays everything's like cgi and with cgi being like a heavy part that's in movies you had that's like a, something that has yeah. to be good we have a high mm-hmm. standard now yeah, as an audience. yeah. like but after watching um avengers everyone looks at thanos and be like all right that's like the highest it probably yeah. can go yeah, we've got mm-hmm. we've come really really far from a yeah stop motion skeletons oh yeah oh, now yeah. a big purple space model. Nightmare like, before you look Christmas. At, classic you look at like you said you look at um infinity war and Endgame, you see Thanos, and that's, like, really good CGI. And then a movie like Justice League comes out with, like, god-awful CGI. <laughs> and it's with our expectations. We um, expect amazing CGI for that quality of a film. Like, it's a major – it's a brand. A it's DC, not a yeah. It's a DC superhero movie. You're expecting it to I mean, have the kind of visuals. But all, all you know, superhero films and, and sci-fi fantasy films aside, does the CGI – is it starting to impact the story? No. Is it is it is it is it um, kind of dictating? Whereas the story used to be in charge. Now it's how many how many million people can you have in the army? How many explosions can you have? Yeah. I think it just oh, takes yeah. away I from the story because then more people are focused on like that. Like if it's bad, like if it's bad, then yeah, people are gonna focus on that. Like make fun mm. of it the whole time. Yeah. If it's good, like yeah, they'll take notice to it. But I still think it like it helps impact the story. But while it's yeah. bad, it's just like I'm watching this because it's bad. I really don't care what happens. I think. I think um, it really uh, hits close to home, definitely, when the plot and what you have to see, like, connects. Like, let's say the big plot point is there's this building. It's going to blow up. And then you see that, and then it's really bad CGI. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have just done that with practical effects. Yeah. One of a real building. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or not. I think that's another thing, too, like, more, like, CGI than practical effects, but you can, like, make practical effects that look like CGI yeah. in a way, but, like, but it CGI, looks better. CGI could look amazing. It could, yeah, because definitely, yeah. but... Even though Justice League, sure, it looks bad to us, show that to someone from the 70s, it's going to blow away. Well, obviously, definitely. like, over time, it's, like, improved yeah. a lot, but, mm-hmm. like, we were saying before, like, the expectations now is just... Because we have it at this level, yeah. and if mm-hmm. you stoop down, it's just, like... Well, Everyone's going to be, be nitpicking it. And that's because it's been getting better and better with every yeah. year. So of our expectations. Because we have, like, the new Godzilla movie just came out. That's amazing. Oh, I need CGI. to see that. It yeah, looks think, really good. Yeah, I mean, and even with, you know, I always think of it in terms of the 
I guess, any kind of story, you know, not just, the, you know, like I was saying, the, uh, the fantasy stuff, but I think that as it gets better, it enables filmmakers to tell much more interesting stories because they can, they can replicate whatever time period they were coming from. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's more oh, of yeah. just like, I can bring to life my imagination. Yeah. And it, it, when you look back on some of the older ones, you know, the New York in the 1930s, it always looks kind of cheesy. It doesn't look real at all. <laughs> but as it gets better, I feel like, it, as long as it's not human being, you know, CGI, which yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but anytime oh, I see, it's see like, it's like yeah. deep fake. From, uh, I mean, what's that? What's that movie? The um, Rogue One. Rogue, Rogue One. One. That was all CGI. That like the guy that died, like yeah. Brad Tarkin. It just looked <laughs> awful. I saw Tarkin look pretty good. It was fun for a while, but I know. thought Leia looked really good in that. Yeah, Leia wasn't CGI. She was in no, that movie. She was de-aged. Yeah. Did age? Oh, oh yeah, that's a new thing where they're like de-aging these characters. No, no, they actually they. I think they like had a stand-in, but then they like digitally. Yeah, that's what they did. Yeah, because like that technology too. Like you see it in the news. Like they call them like deep fakes. Like they like can like put like any face on someone and it looks real. We can do that, but we still have to wait in line at the DMV. It's like. They're doing that with uh, the new Irish movie, uh, the Irishman movie, star uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. They had to de-age for some scenes for uh, DiCaprio and um, what's his name, Al Pacino, and some of the other. And Joe Pesci. That mm-hmm. I read an interview, an article where they talked about. Um, they interviewed Martin Scorsese, and he was a little bit worried about it, but he believes it came out pretty well. The de-aging process to CGI for that mm-hmm. to make yeah. them look a little bit younger for certain scenes that take place, like when their characters are young. So that but he wouldn't say he wouldn't be like, oh yeah, it ends up terribly. Yeah, yeah. no, no a, lot, a lot of you movies are jumping on terribly. that train now. Like you, you have uh, this Will Smith movie where younger Will Smith is like trying to take <laughs> oh, down yeah, yeah. the yeah. Yeah. Jim Will Smith, and you know they're using the de-aging. It doesn't. It looks. It, it looks, looks decent. It looks fine. decent. There's it's a Neil Breen movie with the exact same plot. Oh, is that the Twisted Twisted Pair? Twisted Pair. Yeah, I didn't see it, but I want to. But um. So um, Matt, do you have anything you like to say that admires you towards films or? Yes, um, I like films because of the story. Yeah. So yeah. original, yeah. right? No way, that's a good <laughs> answer. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> anyway, it's true. So you have theater, which can show you a story and all kinds of messages and things, but. In film, there's no limitations for any of that. The director or the writer can use their creative liberty to show you literally anything that can't be portrayed in theater that you can't imagine from just reading a book. Well, you can and imagine I admire anything from that. reading a book. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. But, um, but I understand what you're saying. That's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, well, like the whole theater thing, like they're kind of limited to like what they can do on stage. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing a movie, you can like, have them be in the ocean and then go all the way to a city. So it's like mm-hmm. in seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Power of, uh, and it really like helps like um improves the story. So you don't like have to be like stuck on like this one point for like too long. You can just cut something. And there's no intermissions. Yeah, with the power no. of like, video editing. Well, are you talking and about the more. difference between s- storytelling or editing? Well, I was talking about like more like how it like um well it's kind of editing like how it improves the story because mm-hmm. like uh, the whole theater thing like. They can tell a story like with like one backdrop, but they need like all that manpower, all that work to like switch to like a new setting. And when you do like a whole movie, you can have like the editing, and then you can just like tell a story. Like uh, I don't know if it's like more fluently. It's not fluently, but like you you can go from like point A to like point C without like yeah. going to point yeah. B. And also editing, uh, I agree with Aubrey, but 
editing can also tell its story itself and how it depends like how the editor does it just editing usually can improve a story just in general like there's certain scenes where like maybe the director i was watching this guy he's he makes he does editing tutorials and stuff and he talked about like how uh he would argue sometimes with the director but like they would do both ways but usually he would his way would be like the chosen one from the director because usually when they're looking at it's not most editors don't really film it so like they don't have like the same like i don't know what you say like they don't have the exact vision but they're watching the clip and just seeing how it works which works best and improves the story as a whole and like try to make improve it as much as they can without um using too much you know something like that so like it could editing can sometimes improve a story and even like it just helps make a story like when it comes to movies and that's i think what defines movies you know not just you know stories can exist you can speak it you can read it read it Um, but the editing the visual editing and that that parallel action and the cross cutting and all that stuff yeah really brings it to light it adds to it what i find weird what no (laughs) (laughs) what do you find weird TV shows are just small movies, they but long. They're small but big movies. I know. I know yeah. Yeah. I came. To, I came to notice yeah. that, like, as I watched like Netflix, like, I was just saying, this Netflix could be yeah. like yeah. Netflix, Those, definitely. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Watching yeah. through like the first season of You that's, or whatever, it's like this yeah. is just a long movie. movie. That's yeah. actually a new movies. version of criticism. You watch like critics watch a movie and be like, oh, this could have been turned into a Netflix series because, like, oh. let's say you're adapting a book. Mm-hmm. And then you create it into a movie. Like, I'll give an example. I I'm not sure that this uh, specific criticism threw it in there, but like, The Dark Tower was a massive. It was a disaster of a film. It was really bad, and that's uh, that's adapted from a Stephen King book, I believe. And so, if you're gonna do that, I think if you're gonna do a book adaptation, you kind of need to like take more time with it because. Okay. It was kind of leaning towards an action blockbuster because, sadly, I saw it. Um, yeah, I know. Do you think that the? Um, do you think that by turning it into those longer series, it belabors the, I guess, the quality of it? Whereas, if you turned it into a two and a half hour blockbuster, you would condense it and edit out all the yeah. slower parts and yeah. really have something. But some incredible. maybe the slower parts are the best parts. Sometimes, exactly. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there are movies that. There are movies like, like there can be an action movie, and the parts where there is an action are like the best parts. Like personally, Logan is a, Logan is an action movie. I like the slower parts, which is dialogue and ca- and the character. Like the best part yeah. of Spider Man Homecoming was the scene with the vulture in the car. Logan, that, was, it, that <laughs> is one of the best. Logan's I'm, such I'm, a good I just, movie. Logan, we're yeah. talking Logan, like yeah. with Wolverine, like Wolverine, Wolverine, yeah, and, yeah. And, and the little girl. That movie was terrible. You, oh, you didn't like Logan? Logan? Why did they make that movie? To, How to end the, the end yeah. of Wolverine. You jacked me. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. You didn't cry during that? No, they were watching I kept wondering why they would die like something like that. <laughs> I'm guessing you never yeah, watched I, I, it. <laughs> that's all I could think. Oh, of course. Yeah. So that's, that's what you yeah, think of when you watch Glass. I don't hate it, but... Yeah, that's what it's called. Maybe I have to watch it again. I just love to Ragnarok. I was... Yeah. Going no, back to our, you were my earbud, Aubrey. Hugh Jackman's performance. <laughs> Going back to, uh, oh, can I go back to story limitations? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> am yeah. I allowed to do that? No, you're always Aubrey. allowed to jump in. I know. It's America, the you take where you wanted to. I admire yeah. film for that quality is because it's able to reach so many more people, people oh. who don't get out to a show or don't read books because mm. books 
or <laughs> books, yeah. Yeah. anything like that. Yeah. And the film books. just stays. <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. You can rewatch it and rewatch it. It's timeless. It doesn't, it's not a one time thing that goes away. I mean, we talked about on this podcast before about like how we feel like the movie theater is going to die out and then soon like it's going to be like only digital like Netflix and Hulu. We're just going to be watching movies from there. And I feel like that's like going into your point of how it's more accessible to more people. So that is a plus, I would say. In that case, me and RJ will not have a job. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be be laid off quick. You guys can work at Netflix, you know. Customer <laughs> service. Serve popcorn to Netflix. Oh, we're, or, just, or we're everything. Ticket, everything. Anything. The movie theater, yeah. Right. Yeah, we got hiring. That's a dream job. What are you talking about? They are hiring. Yeah. We should speak with those guys. Bring them in. Yeah, man. Anyways, going back to Darkest Tower, though, I haven't seen it, so I don't know if anything I'm going to say is true. But uh, I heard that Darkest Tower was not a direct adaptation of the book. Yeah. It was a sequel to the book, and it was, or a prequel or something, or a spinoff. And it was meant to make a Stephen king averse where they branch off a bunch of other Stephen King well, novels. That's already and they cross them over. Hmm. There's so many yeah. Stephen King movies nowadays. And now they're it coming up with sli- uh, Sleep Doctor. So it's like... Pet Cemetery? Oh, Pet Cemetery, Sleep Doctor. You're trying to say like like the people from the Dark Tower? <laughs> no. The cat from Pet Cemetery died. Like the people at the Very Dark sad. Tower could like visit Pennywise. Is that what they're trying to do? Well, yeah. because the whole thing, because in the Stephen <laughs> yes. King books, that would be so strange. It would in be the so Stephen bad. King books, yeah. I would uh, watch that. The the book Dark Tower connects all of his books. Oh really? Oh, in the book, yeah, it does. it's like the Dark Tower cool. is the center of the Stephen King universe. That well, then that kind of makes sense, but then again, like a crossover then they, movie, that'd that be odd. Then that movie flopped. <laughs> <and> <laughs> it's like it. Avengers Good. Endgame, but Stephen King. Forget what I said then. Where it teams then up it with, oh my God. They come out the, of the portals yeah, when it's all Jack Stephen King characters. Yeah. Yeah. Shining. They have Shining Gerald's game. They have Castle Rock on Hulu for that. That's kind of his show right now. It's like a bunch of Stephen King show. I'd love to see Shining Duval team up with a truck. But, you know, what do you think? Bad things about it. You didn't really hear anything about it. So bad. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bad. You don't hear anything about it. Then. That's an, that's one of the things that makes movies popular today. Is all the crossovers now? Because oh, yeah. everywhere you look, there's a new crossover. Endgame just came out, and right after that, there was Godzilla, which crossovered Godzilla, and now we got X Men, which is crossing over all these X Men characters. And now some of them are coming to the Marvel universe. And then they're gonna cross Disney, over with the say, Avengers. Yeah. Disney bought a. Uh, Fox, 20th Century Fox. Yeah, people right? want like Deadpool like, and like, X Men and like yeah. Spider Man and everyone to get together. But, but yeah, that's they're introducing the multiverse. The multiverse. Oh, that's how they think about that. That's how they're going to introduce. As far as that crossover goes, does it does it pollute, dilute whatever? Yeah. Which the original, any of them. The way like, they when, portray once, it. When, whenever the studio buys something, you know, they buy some property and then they just mix it up with. See, whatever see I'm fine with like Disney buying like the X Men all that, so they can like have that all that Marvel stuff. But with, like we were watching like Godzilla and how they're like trying to do like this whole like I made a joke about it the last podcast like the monster cinematic universe they're doing yeah like that's a thing for like a lot of movies now or like um franchises now because they're doing that um uh they had the mummy the new the dark universe. universe yeah that's the universe and they it's had just a like whole movie. They, they had all the actors too. They should have brought Brendan back. Point, they, they've done this since the '30s. I mean, you had the Mummy meets Wolfman or Frankenstein. Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Alien vs Predator, Freddy vs Jason, and then Abbott and Costello means yeah, they, all of them. Yeah, yeah, they all mixed. They mixed them up. As Hannah much Montana, as Wizards of Waverly Place, Sweet Life, and Zach and Cody. Like um, that's <laughs> a Sweet Life of Hannah Montana. Freddy vs Jason, though, that was a funny movie. That's a Sweet Life of Hannah Montana. Oh, it had that's all three. 
They had, yeah, they had like a whole special crossover for that. No, I think it was all three of them. Jimmy Neutron was There was two big crossovers. Back in the good old days of Disney, they did like crossovers with Hannah Montana, That's So Raven. They did like Sweet Life and like. It was like a four episode But Jesse ain't that good of a show. Jesse Good Luck Charlie crossover. You're making me feel really old. What about the Fairly I feel old. Jimmy Neutron. Looking at Disney. Jimmy and Timmy Power Hour. Yes. <laughs> like you look back at like Nicktoons that's my, and that's my oh, those are the good times. This, with, if you think about it, like without those things, we wouldn't have Endgame. Without, honestly, this is what? probably true. We without probably would, that though. so sweet life of Zach and Cody or whatever <laughs> it's called, we probably wouldn't have Avengers Endgame. Well, going back to what we... <laughs> <laughs> Once again... <laughs> Uh, going back to what we admire about films, me personally, something that I really take in like consideration, what makes me really like film is um the music they have. Oh like, yeah, specifically the score. Oh, like yeah. I like movies that just have a score and like no soundtrack. With, like you know, um, how do I explain this? Like, like I hate what, like in, what, like say? that scene in Mad Max where she's screaming, but all you can hear is the. What? Yes. No, thank <laughs> you. Like, that was that was good. <laughs> but I hate hearing like um like a singer come on like in a movie. Oh, like, oh so like a mainstream yeah, song, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I, I Suicide hate that. Squad, where they play stupid music just to. Oh, the Twenty One Pilots song, you mean? No, no. Like they play. <laughs> no, they um, play ACDC. They play they like all the generic stuff. Like, oh, he's there. There's there's some bad guys. <laughs> we gotta play Punk some rock. bad hard rock music for the kids, because <laughs> now you know that they're bad. Like I know what you mean. Like. Hans Zimmer is probably my favorite. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Composer. Composer. Yeah. yeah, he's my favorite. I love every score that he's done. Like I think about Inception. John Williams? The Inception John Williams. score. And Morricone. Danny uh, Elfman. I just oh, said that. Oh, yeah, he just said that. Yeah. I said it into the mic so they'll hear it. They'll hear it. I saw a YouTube concert of them like, recreating it. it was I was perfect. just oh, well, excellent. Who is the, what's the name of the one who died? Me. Like, the other day. Not or the, the, the other, other year. Day? Not the other day. Oh. I do that. Other day could be three years ago. I I do that as in die. Oh my god! (laughs) But Matt knows about this movie. You know the movie Twenty Four Days Later. I keep twenty eight days later. Twenty eight days later. I'm sorry. I watched it with Matt recently. The score for that, he showed it to me, and it made me feel like really like uneasy. But that's good because the the zombie movie. I just watched World War Z. That's a good movie. That that score sounds very much like it's it's Halloween esque. Yeah. Just the Mm -hmm. simple Mm -hmm. two or three notes on the piano. That movie is hilarious. I feel like it makes like the suspense. Yeah. The suspense Mm -hmm. like makes it eerie. Yeah, like you watch (laughs) Halloween, you hear that. It's kind of just like you're like, oh. You like you feel like you know what's about to happen. Like something's coming. Not dead. Like um, or even it so could just like duke you out, like it, like it can like make you feel like something's about to happen, and then just completely nothing happens, but yeah. it makes you like more unease. That's like, what's so, like when it comes to horror movies, if you would watch, a, I think I had a conversation with you one time about that, like with the score. If like horror movies, if they didn't have any of the score, it wouldn't be that as scary. Yeah. But like with the music, it just adds the tension, like you were oh, saying. Yeah. We need that jump scare sound. It can kind of be debatable though, because there are some moments where there is no score, and that does create tension because you hear silence and you don't know what's gonna happen. Well, but that's like applies to something. No, but then they put like they put like their squeaky noise and stuff. It doesn't have to be like the music itself. Oh, it's just like sound effects. Sometimes you get you get movies that may not be horror films, but I notice it. It's not that I watch a lot of bad romantic comedies. But sometimes I do. My wife makes me. Mm-hmm. I oh, do that with so my mom. She's <laughs> so gonna yell at me. Like when she listens to this and hears it. But <laughs> I, I was born. To, I was born watching romantic comedies. <laughs> but if you watch <laughs> them sometimes, like they're they they're, they can be, they're great romantic comedies. But then when you see a bad one, I find that the most uh, uh, the worst aspect of it is the 
what I think of as a almost a, a condescending score. Oh my god! Where they'll play a little happy whimsical music it's when so I'm supposed to feel light and happy, and yeah. really sad music when I'm supposed to feel sad. But the story's like, not doing it. The acting's not doing it. The direct, nothing it. else is Just working. Just the music. And yeah. it's their last attempt to try and make you have some kind of connection to that movie. Mm-hmm. Every well, lifetime I movie the ever. The trumpet guy and like they start running around all over New York and stuff. Remember oh, we were talking about that movie? Well it, was that, that, it was on Netflix. Oh, what was that? Wasn't that uh, Captain America? No, it wasn't. It, it was a guy that, it was like a cheap version of him. Looks like Chris Evans, but it's not. Are it, you sure? I think it was him. Captain I don't think it's Planet. him. I, we, I can search <laughs> it up. You, we Captain Britain. What's his, what's his name? Uh, Chris Evans. I think it was him. We were, Are you he's sure? He's playing the trumpet in like New York City and yeah. like in the subway. It's time to close and he sees a girl that lost her phone so he gives it to her. I'm almost positive that's you him. And I mentioned it one time too. Okay. You were oh, like, you yeah. saw it. And no, I, I saw the first five minutes and then I fell asleep. Oh, I saw the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> the first Avenger? No. No, no, that uh, too. No, we're talking about some rom-com. <laughs> Actually, I don't really know which bad. is worse. I saw the whole thing. Trust me, you didn't oh, miss Oh yeah, thing. Chris Evans was, yeah. He, he was that guy. Yeah, he was. With the trumpet. I know exactly. Wait, which movie? No, I got that. Oh, that guy. That guy with the trumpet. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. trumpet. I know exactly. Captain America. Yeah. His birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, birthday. 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 So Wait, scores. So scores. No one film knows. Scores. Oh, wait, film scores or music. Yeah. Come on, Chris film Evans. Music and scores. What about him? We like them. I feel like there's a difference. To be honest. Yeah, yes. I am a big nerd, but. This we knew, but I have a whole playlist on Spotify for myself of things that I like from film scores. Oh, yeah. I should and oh, it's yeah. very <laughs> densely filled with things from Twin Peaks because that's my oh, favorite that's, that's score ever. Score. But I think it's uh-huh. it serves an important purpose Quick like note. one of the actors does. It makes you feel an emotion. If I was watching If Beale Street Could Talk and it didn't have the music that it did, I wouldn't feel sad watching it but it was really good but it enhances it yeah it really it works perfectly with it and it's, it's also the lack of a score or a song can also be really effective mm-hmm. yeah usually. it depends like they're like um kind of interchangeable and like you have to find the right scene to like inside whether like silence or add a score and right. i feel like sometimes you could add a score but it's better if you leave it silent not all the time well yeah like it depends like yeah no, like, so, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I wasn't. Well, I wasn't interested. Oh, I, well, I've, I've asked a lot of you guys this before, but the I, I I'm always fascinated when you see a scene that has a song with it. Not necessarily a score, because the score is, I think the the, the composer usually works with the with the filmmakers to come up with the score. But mm-hmm. if you have a, a song, I think of Goodfellas, mm-hmm. and I've shown you guys the scene where I Robert De Niro's movie. at the bar, and you see him one. There's the first shot, and then you look away. And then when the, they come back to him, it's got Sunshine of Your Love playing. Mm-hmm. And it's... it's oh, I listened that, to that, it. That song, with that scene, like I've watched it with the sound off, and it just doesn't have the punch. Mm-hmm. Now, is that because that song is so great? Or yeah. because Scorsese is such a great film director? Or... It's a both. Uh, yeah, it's just, both. Is it the like he's a great... It's the total juxtaposition. The, yeah. I haven't seen it. You know, the oh. beginning of, you know the beginning of Goodfellas with um, when he's... Uh, the zoom in and when he closes the trunk. Mm-hmm. Oh, bomb, 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 bomb. Imagine bom. that scene, cutting out, cutting out that music and mm. just the zoom in. It, it wouldn't be as it good. Just it wouldn't awkward. work. It wouldn't work, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, because you have you have, but it, I think that's, 
kind of the that's the beauty of of movies like to think about the overall question what is it you like about them is the fact that you can take all of that stuff and stick it together yeah and mm-hmm. on their own they're just there's a song or here's a shot or here's a mm-hmm. you know uh some editing and some cuts here and there but when you put it all together it's just amazing that's that's it, it becomes that's an a, experience yeah like that's Scorsese, a really yeah. a good point you yeah. know and scorsese is just you know he's one of those guys who can who can put it all together he mm-hmm. takes a great book he loves his music. He has the visual aesthetic, and you know, you get a couple. Of, you throw De Niro in there, and bam! Yes, you throw De Niro <laughs> and Pesci. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Guy I love that movie. Oh yeah. You made a good point about like all the aspects that like go into a film. Like the, we talked about the music, and we talked about the visual effects. So, what else do you guys think in a film? To, like, I think make it good or whatnot. The natural jumping off point from movie scores would be movie sound effects. Oh, yeah. I think that's also a really important part that is often overlooked. Because, like, there are some beautiful sounds in movies. Just, like, the way it's... Na- like, if you ever... As much as we hate the Star Wars prequels, as everyone hates those Wait, movies... Like, the prequel prequels? All three of them. All th- oh, they were... Yeah, okay. The well, George the Lucas ones. ones. Yeah. The third one was good. No, it's not. It's not it's good. good. No. <laughs> it has a good score. Well, well, it's got well, it some better cool than fight. The Last Jedi. Oh, it's got was more fights. The Last not, Jedi. He's not here. That's, no, it's not better than The Last Jedi. Yeah, it is. The Last Jedi is hard to watch. It's not hard to watch. It's hard to try and comprehend. I guess. I, I, but it's I, like I feel like it's between the middle and just say that episode three is better. At least there's no yeah. bad, like, straight up bad acting in the last shit. I mean, there's not great acting, but like at least you're able to buy. Okay, this is Finn and Rose being Finn and Rose, but I'm watching the. Nah. And just first acting. terrible plot holes. Just, terrible, this is a guy in a green screen who has right. does not want to be here. Yeah. He <laughs> just wants to go home. I just really enjoyed the movie, porgs. The only the only two people the only person I really thought in that entire movie that gave a damn was Ian McGregor uh, and Ian McDermott. I thought you were talking about the ones with the porgs uh, for a second as well. Oh. Porgs are the I best. Thought, I oh, thought uh, what's like his name? The Adam Driver. They're so cute. Adam Driver did. He always tries. I love him. But like him and. The other guy, the guy that plays Finn, John, would, Boyega. John, John Boyega. They were the only two that I feel like that tried. Yeah. Rose, Rose. I feel like she maybe did try, but I just didn't see. They just weren't much. good. Like here, I don't know if you were gonna speak. Oh, I was you gonna know. say I feel bad for the actor or the actress who plays Rose because I feel like she got a bad rap because people yeah. didn't like yeah. Rose. Why should so a completely different character yeah. in the next movie? Like, yeah, but I feel there's like a difference. I hate to interrupt, but there's a difference. <laughs> When really it comes to, to bad acting, <laughs> in my opinion, if you're giving if you're given a good script, yeah, and you just can't act, then you're bad. But like, I feel bad <laughs> for the people it, during the Last Jedi. It was it was not that script was bad. Yeah, they're yeah. good actors yeah. in that movie. Well, that, that's, yeah. that's the problem. Talk about that. Yeah. that was I, that's the other component. I mean, acting. And yeah, the actors. That yeah. and going back to like the main thing, like what I think is, I think character and dialogue is really important in the mm-hmm. film because like when i watch a film i like to find like characters or a character that i like and i root for if i'm just watching a movie and no one's likable and you just have a story where this guy's doing something and you just don't care yeah boyhood it just kind of <laughs> perfect example <laughs> i hate boyhood. And that's a gimmick and that's a gimmick. i hate yeah. boyhood i think every character is awful i can not sit through that movie mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, the, uh, Richard Linklater. The only movie I ever asked for my money back was was Waking Life, was another Richard one? Linklater film. That movie, that like looks they, terrible, Waking it, Life. Well, the, the, I the know time, it's like diddly rotoscoped, and it's like, oh, it's a yeah. new technique, but it doesn't work. It, it, it was that. it was great to look at, but after about five minutes, I was pulling What's my a good movie that nails out. It was terrible. Days and Confused. Days oh. and Confused. That, Don't so talk about that. That's going to be our critics. recommendation. He recently... We never said that. He recently made a movie called Last Flag, starring Steve Carell, the guy that plays Morpheus and uh, what's his name? Steve Carell. Lawrence Fishburne. Steve Carell. Not Mark Fishburne. Steve Carell. Oh, Lawrence Fishburne. Steve Carell. And I forgot he's recently in that movie with uh with Kevin Hart. I just always forget his name. Wait, are you talking about the about that? They remade that. That was originally a French movie where he the guys um Brian Cranston's in the wheelchair and Kevin Hart's like that was originally a French movie. Oh yeah. Did you see the original? I saw the original three times. I love the original since I took French. So good. And I feel like they did a disservice by remaking it. Did they make it happier? Kind of. I mean, it just, I personally didn't see it, but I saw the trailer for it, which I know I, is like bad. A lot of those you're doing like the, the now European films, with the, not like if you take bad. a French film and mm-hmm. the Americans remake it, yeah. they oftentimes, they, they, the good guy wins. You don't have the dark. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Whereas I just feel like it's doing a disservice to the original and I'm afraid yeah. to watch the new one. Uh, I feel like, like Brian Cranston is so doing good. way too many movies like that. Like, this is the second one in recent memory of the stupid substanceless comedy is he allowing himself to be typecast i think he might be allowing himself to be typecast as like upset dad (laughs) you know because have you guys seen why him guy oh yeah i saw that movie i hated it i I saw the theater i hated it i don't know why i saw it in the theater what movie did Uh, all right all right with james franco as the bad bad boyfriend that one yeah um what's his remember the trailer for it yeah it was really so angry watching that it was really bad. Or is he just capitalizing? You know, like the he series is over and he's just give me all the movies you can. Everyone in that movie just wanted money. They don't want to be here. I don't like him. Why him? But then oh! it turns out, of course, in all comedy fashion, I like you. He's got a heart of gold. You have money for my daughter. Right. Oh, is that the movie where he's like dating the daughter and then she introduces him to family? Oh, wait, and I know that it's one like now. It's like James Franco is like this really rich he's guy. He's like a game developer. Like yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. And Why wouldn't Brian Cranston like him? Like, I get he's a bit eccentric, but he's super successful. Why plot. him? Plot, plot. Because he has, like, tattoos, and Brian Cranston's character in that movie <laughs> in the trailer, like, said, I do tattoos not like tattoos. Tattoos equal bad to a lot this of people. There's <laughs> a scene film. where, like, he listens to them have sex. I don't want to know that, really. That's really it's weird. St- it's like two minutes, two, three minutes. Oh, sh- I'm not old enough that. for this conversation. That's yeah, weird. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what do you like about well, film? Not PG yet. <laughs> I like this scene in Ex Machina. I, I think. I think. I think acting is an important part. Acting is an important part. I think acting is an integral part of film. You can't do a film without actors or actresses. Can you? It's kind of like when you. Or I'm just certainly where they're trying to go. I'm sure the actors' union is. Or can you? You probably can. Don't you have to say Alan like Baldwin. two lines and then you're in the guild good. or something yeah, like that? Over two lines. Yeah, and that's why you'll see a lot of times actors who are on screen, and they look like they should talk, and they're clearly muted because if they do speak, I think that's they get in the guild. I think that is the rule. Yeah, you get to say a word. Or two, you're in. Really? Yeah, I should be yeah. the actors. The actors if, you're, if you're in a movie, you told me this, Matt. It, and, you said and two lines. Is it two what? lines? 
and you speak. Like a lot of times, oh you yeah, see yeah. People oh, who is don't this the speak. Actors Guild? Like extras can't talk. Oh, oh yeah, if you say two yeah, lines, yeah. you're automatically in the mm-hmm. Actors Guild. It's yeah. two lines. Oh, really? And you get those two lines, and then you get your card. Well, better. Like if you say, but if you get one, hey, you stop that. You're in. That means M Night Shyamalan is officially an actor. Who set that standard though? Two lines. It's Alex probably the Baldwin. Actors Guild. Uh, it's, it sure. is something like that. I'm pretty, and it's in the contract. But like, who thought, like, yeah, two lines. Like, if they don't want that many people in the Actors Guild, then why two lines? That mm. means John Cena's like an official actor. Oh, he's been an he's official been actor a, for the yeah, past few years. Movies, two lines <laughs> in what kind of film? Any. Well, Any like, film. Well, that's a good question. What Any. defines a line? Probably one that's rated by the MPAA. Yeah. Probably. What if it's one line, but he's yelling it for like two hours? And that's it's still one line. Movie. Wouldn't count. Still one line. Sorry, yeah. you're what in, about a cameo? Like if you have a cameo of somebody. That is true. I, I think it's still count. If that cameo is more than two lines, you hmm. still have to be in a movie and you have to say the two lines. And I think it doesn't matter who you are. You get in. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations. You said two lines. Welcome, but it's only if they want you. Welcome to the. If they want you, yeah. Welcome to the union. They're very picky. Here's your benefits. Welcome Here's your union. Card. Are there any benefits for that? I don't know. Or is yeah. you just like oh, you yeah. just have bragging rights? Like, oh, I'm in the Actors Guild. Oh, sure. Wow, two lines. Good job. I, I really like feel like that. I did that last yeah, I think, week. I think they do. I think there's oh. insurance. Oh, oh sweet. I gotta get in a movie now. <laughs> <laughs> Say two lines. Everyone's emotionless. Yes. We talked about what we love about movies. Now so talk about what we hate about them. No. Yeah, we're gonna talk <laughs> about movies. That we saw that made us look deeper into movies in general. Like, what movie did we see that's like, wow, I want to really look into this and I want to, like, see what like goes on behind the camera and that kind of stuff. Doctor like, Strange, The Matrix. I can answer that. All right. Ooh. I I truly wanted to really understand movies. I always looked in the behind the scenes when I was little, but like since eleventh grade when I saw Blade Runner. I just really want to know, like, how they made that world and all those scenes. Like, it just, like, like blew me away. It was really cool. The, the original visual. or the remake? The original. I saw the oh. original first before I saw the remake. Uh, both really great films. Um, I don't know. That whole world, I just want to know, like, how they did all that. Mm-hmm. And it just, uh, it was just really great. That whole movie uh, really got me wondering, like, maybe I can, like, learn about this and stuff more in, in depth of how they do it because like just everything about the movie i really liked even though if some people don't like it because it's kind of slow i generally don't mind slow movies and i thought it was really great and just the visual the storytelling the editing all that just wanted me to look into it and how it was made all that for me it was venom all right. Uh, that all movie right. Yeah, so made me die. <laughs> Horrible. Right. You want to explain? You want to explain yourself? Uh, yeah. I, seriously, I don't know. I have to look more. Oh, Clockwork Orange, probably. Because that movie does all sorts of things that are specific it to film. It does all sorts of things. That are specific to film. Like it's got... It does such a good job at like conveying the emotions that everyone's that mm-hmm. they want you to feel. Like mm-hmm. the, I don't want to spoil it, but I mean, you know, it's like fifty years old. Go the, for it. At the end of the movie, <coughs> uh, and also the movie was made in like the seventies, so it was before all the CGI technology was a thing. There was a scene at the end of the movie. I have to see it again because my memory is not great. But uh, he tries to kill himself by jumping out of a window, and it show we see his fall from his perspective, and it's amazing. It's truly beautiful. I love that movie and everything about it. 
That sounds cool. Oh, so, oh, you're, oh, oh, yeah. What are you this waiting for? Those 50 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I, was I was making a spoiler. Oh, I, have, I, have, I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen it yeah. either. Yeah. I'm too afraid to watch it. What? Yeah, you haven't seen that? I used to hate I'm watching sh- horror films, okay. but now I'm starting to get into watching horror films. Uh, they forced me. He used to for, He started force him and David started forcing me watching horror films. Like I mean, that's, that's Clockwork mm. Orange. Or Thriller. I just think there's no. some really it's messed just, up it's stuff yeah. in it. It's like dystopian crime. It's Yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. a Oh, wait, movie. Clockwork Orange? What yeah. movie did you think of? I was about? thinking of... I haven't seen Clockwork Orange either, but I was thinking... What's Children of the Corn? No, I think there's... No, what's that? Um, Oof. The Shining. I haven't seen that either. How did you make sense? Oh, Anthony, we got... Oh, wait, no, they were made But I was thinking both. I was thinking of both, but I haven't seen either, and... I don't know. Clockwork Orange looked scary to me when I was little, so I just mm-hmm. I just never watched it. Oh, but to a little kid, that would be pretty. I want to watch it because now I, now I appreciate purple. like scary stuff. I don't care. I just heard it's really messed up. But I'm and afraid to watch it. I'm afraid to watch it. The movie like kicks off with like, them beating my... up an old man. Yeah, I just don't want to watch it by myself because uh, I feel like I'd just be too like affected by it. We'll watch it I don't know. I finally did. Yeah, there are movies that can do that. Oh yeah. You don't want to. Watch them alone, or when you're it's trying to be in a good mood. Exactly, it's like the movie The Witch. Like I want to watch it so bad, Same. but I'm afraid to by myself. Black Willie, whatever his name is. Yeah, can we watch it? I, I'm Black afraid Phillip. to watch it. Black Philip, that's what you witched me. It just looks so creepy. Witched me. Same with Blair Witch. I can't watch it. Oh, that's not scary at all. Is it not? That's the dumbest movie ever. They're making a video game, The Blair Witch. Are they really? Yeah, they recently announced it. I feel like recreating the end of that movie right now. That's something I think we should go stand in the corner, right? It made I just spoiled it for you. Sorry. The way they made it though oh, is intriguing because apparently always. they just threw people in the woods and yeah. they just messed ones. with them which yeah. i think is kind of funny i think that 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 movie is much more of a, i guess a testament to um viral uh, media campaigns yeah. that was the first that right. one really mm-hmm. because it so sells far. itself as a true story a lot yeah. of people thought it was real and they thought it was real. i thought yeah. it was real back then okay. until you no. told me it wasn't yeah. I, yeah. i'll be honest i used to Which think it was still real until now no they just threw people and in the does, woods it looks, it's, it's, just, it's, it's authentic it's very no. authentic because oh, yeah. <laughs> it's genuine reactions because they yeah. didn't know what was going to happen they just were like all right you're going to be here you're going to follow this path and we're just going to mess with you the whole time and then yeah i have a film let's hear it all right so the film that I watched that really made me think more. I always thought about film, but this one really required me to go deep into it to understand what was happening. And don't come for me because it's a little emo. It's Donnie Darko. Ooh, that's a good that's a movie. movie. Oh it God, is a good movie. It gets some <laughs> flack because it's a kind of emo thing. It became a little bit in the early 2000s because people were like, I know it. I know what it really means. Get out of like, here, Gerald yeah. Way. Like, <laughs> I'm so quirky and weird. I understand the whole yeah, ending I'm of Donnie Darko. I'm going to listen to Panic at the Disco <laughs> but, watch uh, Donnie Darko. But it's a deeper than the surface Word. a little bit on that. It really brought me into like the lore of films with complex narratives and that not the average viewer would understand on the first watch through and that you need to go back and pay attention to detail. Mm-hmm. So what does he do like the director does he like have camera angles that make you like think a certain know. way or is it like the sound or like the filter he puts on the film? It's really just the story structure. It doesn't I don't know if it has to do anything with what is presented in the film mm-hmm. visually but there's definitely you need to think a lot when you're writing it to back up what you're saying kind of mm-hmm. it's just it's like a big puzzle 
and whoever wrote it really put a lot of work into doing that. Well, the movie you sent me last night was was a lot like that. I made a I made a. It short. was really great. It's <laughs> I loved it. I'll share it later. Film. Yeah. Send me it. That's unrelated. Anyway, um, there's a lot of other people who do this who I remember the names of because I don't remember the guy who made the movie. But um, David Lynch is one of them. He's kind of known for making things that are just weird, that yeah. don't make sense. And I admire that because I just, I love weird things. And he made Twin Peaks, which is one of my favorite TV shows which that exist. Have you seen his movies? I've seen all which? of them. Which is no, I haven't seen all of them, but um, Fire Walk With Me is probably my favorite because of Twin Peaks, yeah. but I also like Mulholland Drive. Um, Blue Velvet. I'm not crazy about Eraserhead. That's I've watched like the beginning of Blue Velvet like a good 20 times, but I never got through to the end. I'm planning on doing it sometime soon. You get, yeah, like, you I just always get distracted when I watch that movie. His, his movies are challenging. As, yes, they yeah, really are. As you know. Lost Highway. I feel the same way about it. I've like I've started it so many times, and then I'm like, I'm gonna try Blue Velvet instead, and then I switch back. <laughs> <laughs> a movie that I have that made me like think deeper into the film is The Dark Knight. And I was gonna say that, but I switched it last minute. <laughs> with The Dark Knight, um, Christopher Nolan, he does like a lot of stuff to make you like question the morale of like the characters. Because they have um, Two-Face, who was, like, this upstanding guy. They, like, kind of flipped in the film, and now he's, like, a villain. And now, like, Batman feels, like, the necessity to kind of make him the villain. So, like, what um Harvey Dent, Two-Face, did, like, stays high. And, like, he has that perception of being the good guy still. Yeah, he's, so, like, the in-between between Batman and the Joker in that movie. Yeah. Batman's, like, the ultimate good, and Joker's, like, the ultimate bad. And you have... Fine Literally, the fine line in his face representing the good and the bad. Yeah. The Joker and the Batman. Except it's opposite colors. Fine line. It could be said, though. I don't know why I pay attention to Joe, but why didn't. I always wondered, like, when it came to Two Face in that movie, why didn't they, like, make his, like, whole side, like, burnt? They did. What did you want? No, like, like his face, but not, like, his, like, body. Unless they did, and I'm just, like, blind. I like like the tone back, sort of. Yeah, because if they made it, like, too, like, um... Well, I guess it looked too cheesy. That wouldn't yeah. make any sense. It was just his face. It was like, just his face. Was just the his face? Suit. Yeah. yeah, do you I'm remember? I'm thinking of the cartoon. Because in the cartoon, doesn't he have it, like, all, like, I think burnt? he burns, like, half of his suit, too. Yeah, like, half the suit burns. Yeah, he chose that. Disgusting. We're talking about the dark. I don't know about the... I, I understand, but suit. still. I think he just purposely made it, like, too. I was just picturing that. It would be a little weird if, Sometimes you know, he dyes his hair. In the Dark Knight, a gritty crime film, you just see him walk out... Half white and half black. He's yeah. like, I'm here. Batman. I'm Two Face. Batman, <laughs> let's flip a coin. <laughs> to be fair, though, that's not much off than a. Ooh, there's a bomb in his stomach, and it's a cell phone. Like that's also in that. But that's the one thing I like about um the Dark Knight trilogy is how they they like t- it's pretty much like a comic book adaptation where they take the aspects from the comic book and like put it in the film. They don't like deliberately like make it like whole quirky and cheesy like it would be in the comic book. It's just kind of like a Christopher Nolan's interpretation of the characters in this world he has. It's more I feel like it's more realistic than what you would see in um, a Marvel or something or the like new that. DC movie. Or yeah. Yeah. So. 
you know Robert Pattinson's gonna be like all jumping around. I am so excited mm. for that. We talked yeah. about what I want. I am so oh, excited. Yeah. I love him. I'm so I want, excited. Now that we've said Twilight that earlier, was bad, I but are was a Twilight. My daughter was watching a, a, one of those movies where they were. Was it piggybacking running through the woods? Yeah, it's oh, Twilight. Yeah. It's, it's so bad. Twilight. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the, CG, you see the CGI baby so from, I forgot, I think it was Breaking Dawn. Yeah, Breaking Dawn. I've seen the old CGI baby in the fire. I need to. I, I, have, I was forced to watch uh, Twilight because if, I, if, because if I was to walk to my living room, uh, my mom is in there watching all Twilight marathons. 24-7. <laughs> it stopped recently, but it's going to come back probably. I watched no, them all it's willingly gonna be okay. and I would do it again. <laughs> My mom it's tried so to show me the first And one. then just the face tracking with it actually moving. It's so funny. It's so uh, bad. Because like she's supposed to like in the movie like age really fast because she's like half vampire, half human. So they try to do that in a way, but it, like it comes out so yeah. bad. Vampire. Robert. It's so funny. You know what's terrible about that movie? The first Every Twilight? Thing. No. Well, I haven't. How he broke the car. The haircut of what's his name? The shirtless guy. The werewolf. What's his name? Oh, um, Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner. It's so bad. Shark boy. Awful haircut. Yeah, yeah. He was Shark boy. Shark boy. Yeah, but what happened? That was also. I think he was in like. I think he was one of those frat boys from Neighbors too. Was he? I don't know. I never saw. That might have been just a false memory. I wouldn't be surprised. Wasn't that Zac Efron? Or Zac Efron. Zac Efron. Yeah. It was Zac Efron. See, it's fun when those actors No, he pop was in... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that guy. I remember him from the early Zac 2000s. Speaking of Zac Efron, did you see the Ted Bundy oh, yeah, movie with Zac Efron? No, jump in the lake. It's really good. It's very, yeah. Actually, it's not a lake. It's a quarry. A quarry? A quarry? Nice. I'm sorry for not knowing my grown-ups too Did you say your movie? No. I have... I have, like... Couple movies. I feel I the same way. I can't come up with it. <laughs> I, I, they're basically um, Edgar Wright movies. Oh, I okay. will, um, probably movies. this is when it comes into filmmaking. Like when I first saw um, Hot Fuzz and um, Scott Pilgrim, they all have that same edit- editing film style. The quick, ooh, ha. yeah, mm-hmm. and you just like have the wittiness of an Edgar Wright script, like. Like the like, there's always one scene that I always think about um, in Scott Pilgrim when uh, he first sees the girl named Ramona, and so he's like going around the party, he's asking like, "Oh, who's Ramona Flowers?" And so he walks, and so it just jump cuts to this guy that apparently knows everything. So he draws this really bad drawing of the girl, and he's like, "Who's this?" And he's like, "Oh, it's Ramona Flowers." <laughs> it's just like that's such an Edgar Wright thing, and that's kind of where I got into movies, definitely with that. With like his kind of movies, I love his style. He's probably my favorite director. And then movies that like probably um, the movie Whiplash is a movie that that's like story wise. I love that movie, and the acting in that is incredible. Um, have you guys seen that? I, I heard of it, but I haven't good. seen it. I actually learned something about that. Some of those scenes that um, what do you call? That were in that movie, they just retook it from the uh, short film they made before, which is this similar to. I think it's the same title. They just color graded to look like it's part of the the newer one that they mm-hmm. made, which was the one you s- that, that yeah. like came out recently. But it's like they made a with the same actors, by the way. Yeah. Miles Teller. No, not not the, ma- the main character is different, 
But like the yeah, J.K. Simmons. But J.K. Simmons is in the short film. He was amazing. In that he's movie. in the short film. He was well, in the short. J.K. Simmons was is amazing in everything. He's short in. Film. Yeah. So, so like things that certain are bad. scenes he's where he's yelling at Spider Man Three, Spider Man Three, they just League. color graded it to look like it's he's in the newer just, one mm-hmm. because they just like that scene so much. And also, J.K. Simmons didn't want to say the same phrase apparently of one of the scenes with the F word or something or like you and pig or something like that. He didn't want to say that again, so they just took it from that scene. Something like that, I heard. That's cool. I mean, I saw it, and they were, like, yeah. talking about the editing of but that movie. Yeah, that's a movie I I love, personally, because probably just the back and forth in, like, the very end of the movie, like, kind of around there between Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons, where Miles Teller looks up to this guy and thinks he's, like, a psycho, but he wants to, like, make it big. He wants to be one of the best jazz drummers. And so... It's kind of like this descent into, like, um, obsession where he pushes everybody away because he just wants this and he just gets so wrapped up in it. And the acting between the two, it's it's probably my favorite performance from two actors, probably. Hmm. And, yeah. yeah. I love it, great. Yeah, there could be there could be an entire podcast of just me reciting the entire like the entirety of Scott Pilgrim from memory. (laughs) (laughs) Like I can do it. I've done it to RJ. There's nothing stopping you. You can do it. Okay, right now. (laughs) 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 I wouldn't have seen any of his movies if it wasn't for Mr. Beatty. Because you gave you gave us that director's project, yeah, that was our, and we that got was Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. And so I watched well, we all. Chose Edgar at that time, we only had four movies out, and I watched all four of them. We chose it. We chose Edgar Wright, right? Did we? Uh, because I was, so it was quoting Scott Pilgrim at the time. So it was both of your. And and I gotta <laughs> say, I learned a lot from your presentation because I didn't really give him a whole lot of credit. I knew each of the movies on their own, but I never thought of them together. I never thought of him as a director with a particular style. I wonder if they still have that presentation somewhere. I, I actually found my film um, my fi- uh, film criticism presentation of James Cameron. Did you really? Yeah, I yeah he showed it day. to me. The early presentations. The early presentations. <laughs> They've evolved a lot. Yeah, yeah, my presentations <laughs> evolved. I was, a, I was a shy boy. Now, <laughs> not, like, anymore. not anymore. Not anymore. Now he's yelling at the last cart, and he now will talk all day. <laughs> he's in a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we kind of got into deep what we admire about films in general, but we kind of mentioned it earlier that um, about like the Netflix series and all that, like how they're coming more popular than movies themselves. So, do we guys like? F- do you guys feel like uh, movies are becoming like out of phase? No. Now, well, I mean, it depends on your definition of movie. Cause like to me, watching those Netflix shows, they're that's movie. It's just not in a theater and yeah. it's not as long as normal one, but it's still a movie to me. Like I like I was watching a, uh, I shouldn't say the end of the effing world. Uh, which is one of my favorite shows. I love that show. It's n- I don't feel like I'm watching a show. I feel like I'm watching a movie. About It's just drawn out and long, and it's perfect, and it's amazing. I mean, that, I think that's the case with, with, uh, with a qu- something that's quality, you know, yeah. something that is well-written, well-constructed. Is that taken from a novel? It's a comic book. It's a comic book. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like whenever they're drawing from that kind of uh, – you know, resource, and they and they have this archive of stories like the Marvel. I think it's why the Marvel universe succeeds, where Star Wars fans. The Marvel movies mm-hmm. are basically a TV show. They are like an incredibly elaborate one, just a really insane movie, like Game of Thrones times it's nine. Right, but that, yeah. that's that's more of a drama. And I, like at times, you look at movies, and I, I feel like, where are the good dramas? You know, like the movies 
just to go back a bit, like the ones that got me when I was a kid were The Godfather and this, you know, the the Graduate, the story based that would I just think would never but we're fly. Getting, we're getting some new ones. Uh, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm excited. But that's that's Tarantino. You know, there's going to be a lot yeah. of you know blood with that. I'm talking about like, you know this this a story driven yeah. you know drama. But, but that's right. that's where Netflix. Came I actually yeah. heard that this new film from Quentin is like more like tame. Per se, that's what, what I heard. What He's like mean? taking a whole. Apparently, it's not as like crazy as like his other movies. It's I like more know. like yeah, it's still like crazy, but it's not as like over the top. Well, Just he's never gonna go like Django Unchained crazy ever. I was gonna again. say, yeah. well, yeah, but like, does, does he take liberties with the story? Does he invent, you know, like he did with Inglorious Bastards? Mm-hmm. Does he do that with this one, or is it true to the actual events? I again, I was just like I like looked a little bit into but it. I think it's like a lot. Like I think he did put like his creative input into it, yeah. but I think a lot of it does follow like the events. One of the main characters means Charles Manson. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, does he have Charles Manson do things that Charles Manson never did? Um, again, maybe. he's he's only probably. shown once in the trailer. Oh, probably yeah. not gonna find that out until yeah. The, yeah. I'm just, July. Like I think of the end of Inglorious Bastards. It's like. I mean, no, what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> All that, you know, this amazing. is crazy. It's such I a good that movie. That yeah, didn't happen. Because, like, like, oh, yeah, there <laughs> real life is boring. But, so. but I wonder if he does that. All right, watch. Although, I mean, Shannon. I don't know that many people would know much about Charles Manson. Exactly. You know? So you could yeah. take uh, as many liberties as you like. But I'm worried because it's Tarantino, and I know what happened. And it's like, if this is going to be uh, tame, pa- is it going to be uh, tame, or is he yeah. going to? Apparently, go though, there? too, Margot Robbie, who plays um, Sharon what is Tate. Sharon, Sharon Tate, Tate? Apparently, she doesn't have a lot of lines in it either, yeah. or isn't in it for not like in it for most of the movie, but like I guess doesn't yeah. talk a lot. So I don't know like how he's going to approach that. But like since you know people know like, like history, she does eventually get killed by um, Manson. Maybe she, that happens. Wait, well, this is based on a uh, true story. Oh like yeah, the about the killing of her. Um, it's not. Well, is it, it in the seventies? It looks like they were neighbors. The whole movie is sixties culture. Yeah. And 60s, yeah. the golden age of film, basically. Mm. And it's like, um, Leonardo DiCaprio is this actor, and he's like acclaimed, and it's like, he's kind of like seeing like this downfall of Hollywood, where like you have these movies, like this is when like. Like, the guys are, like, starring in, like, famous westerns and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, him and his stunt double. And it's just centered around this this um time period. And it has a story. But I don't think it's going to, like... Like, Charles Manson is in it. But the whole movie isn't going to be about that. Yeah. It's, like, simultaneous stories, kind of. Because it, like, just happens during it. So they're, like, bringing in, like, both. Yeah, like, it's I feel like he's done that before. I just can't remember... Kind of I with Inglorious Bastards, maybe? Incor- like, incorporate a time period, but, like, it's not, like, I don't really know how to describe it. Like, fully, you're saying? Because that was a time period. I'm not well, really sure. Because, because like, like throws in actual historical figures, I'm, uh, I watch out. It's Tarantino. Yeah. We know what he's done. Yeah. Yeah, like, like it's set, it's set in the 50s, but there isn't, but, like, there are events mm-hmm. that like, there are real events that are that happen in yeah. the film. I assume. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. It, I think it's fine if you take a you know, historical figure and give them dialogue that no one would have ever known. Like, what did yeah. they say to him when he bumped into him on the street? Yeah. As long as you're not, you know, having him killed fifty thousand people or like something. over exaggerate or, or him yeah. getting killed. You know. Like, yeah. And, and over exaggerating. Yeah. Truth. Like pulling a Kill Bill or something. I, 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 yeah. Story. I, yeah. I feel like. Oh, sorry. Uh, I think this film will probably 
will focus yeah like they said the time period but like mainly between the main characters um their and their relationship mm-hmm. and then them like dealing with their situation of like becoming what dealing with from uh dealing with what do you call like their situation of like like what he was saying um the story seems like he's becoming like not as like he's get, he said in the newest trailer like he's a has-been now he's mm-hmm. not like the thing anymore now he's just that actor that was once good and no one really cares about it anymore yeah and uh it'll focus on their situation i guess on dealing with that and uh, what he called the guy that plays uh brad pitt his uh s- the stunt double he plays the stunt double of the main character he um I think it's going to focus with him and his relationship with um, DiCaprio's character and the guy that plays Charles Manson. Because in the trailer, it shows them, uh, what do you call Meeting. Them yeah. talking and becoming like friends or something like that. The trailer looks good. It oh, looks yeah. really good. I'm excited for it. So I think that's what's going to mainly focus on. Mm-hmm. And it's just the time period just with there. And I think um, they're not going to maybe, exa- I don't know, Quentin Tarantino, like you said, we don't know. But like, um, I think Manson will do whatever he did. They're good. He's gonna put whatever he did with Sharon Tate and anything else. But then all the stuff that is blurred, like you don't, we don't really know yeah. much. He'll add his own little funk to it, but not. I don't think he'll make it over exaggerated. Just make it like a little, maybe just a little bit quirky, but like just his own, like just make it feel natural or whatever. Mm. Yeah. When's that come out? July somewhere. Yeah, July twenty fifth, I think. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. See the way you guys described it makes it sound like it should be like a long Netflix series. Because you discuss like multiple plot points. You could say that about anything, film. though. It's yeah. really just like the history yeah. behind it, honestly. And that's the time period. How we go back to where film will change uh, in the future. I kind of look at it as we're the next generation of what we want to see, and right now, what's don what dominates the market is superhero movies mm-hmm. and toy movies and maybe there will be a point where you won't see like a drama will come out once in a blue moon and every year we'll just get um i don't know like spider-man a million bajillion spider-man goes to space like I don't as long as they're making we money we just got spider-man goes to space last I, year I, oh I yeah that. <laughs> or like spider-man goes to uh the arctic or i don't know there we go spider-man far from earth <laughs> I mean, they already did that, but it'll be it'll be an official movie where yeah. he's gonna meet Thanos's grandchildren. You lost me. Yeah, <laughs> I lost myself. But that's kind of how I look at it. And if that happens, to where, like, you have to kind of look at it like this: the what's top on the market right now is Disney superhero movies, and then it's Star Wars, and then dramas come out, and then people like the dramas, and then those get into the but those, Oscars. But those are, yeah, they're, they're not anywhere close to the box yeah. office that these and other the, ones are. They're also a lot yeah. cheaper to make. People yeah. like yeah. them better, but not a lot of people and go to them. So that's that, but why those you can turn into the that's series. That's why you know, you feel like you'll hook my demographic. You know, like, mm, it's, you know, yeah, like when you look at the way it's, lo- it's scaled, yeah. yeah. So, like, like me, Aubrey, and all, we're all going to be the next generation of adults, mm-hmm. and producers are going to be like, this generation grew up with these comic book superhero movies. Let's make them because they make they clearly make money. So yeah, basically what I think is, um, superhero movies are just gonna keep dominating for our generation. And once in a blue moon, maybe a drama will like 
creep in and everyone will love it. So now we're going to talk about the movies that we recommend. So I'll go first. Yeah. All right. So I recommend the movie A True Romance um, that stars Christian Slater. And he is this guy that works at a comic book shop. And on his birthday, he meets this prostitute that was hired by his boss to, you know, like, let him, like, have fun because this guy's, like, an introvert. And they fall in love. And he tries to get her out of this line of work. And while he's doing that, he grabs this suitcase thinking that it was his, but uh, it contains a lot of drugs. And so now they're now they're trying to, like, sell the drugs, but now the mob is on to them. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the movie. Was it the mob's drugs? Great yeah. cast in that movie. Yeah, I love the cast in that movie. Christopher Walken's in it. It was, it was written by Tarantino, but he didn't direct it. And yeah. Who did? Huh? Who directed it? I don't remember. Tony Scott directed it. <laughs> Ridley's brother. I love that. I love that movie so much. That's, um, that's a great one. RJ? Oh, uh, I was going to recommend uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, and that's because we, we've talked about what we love about movies for the past nine years. And uh, we haven't brought up animated movies at all. Mm. I think oh, we yeah. forgot about that entirely. Yes. And I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is a, one of the best examples of how to make an animated movie right. Because it's not only is it visually amazing in a way that a live action movie can't be, because it, it takes inspiration from all sorts of animation styles Eastern, Western, Northern, Southern, Northwestern, all of that. It's all in that movie. But, and uh, it, performances are amazing all around. Uh, we've all seen it, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So uh, performances are amazing all around from the guy who plays Miles to the guy who plays Kingpin. Despite the fact that Kingpin is has a silly design, it adds to the fact that he's a dramatic character still. Like yeah. it's so well done that movie, mm-hmm. and the way it uses the visual style and the way it uses the music, as mm-hmm. we stated earlier, is also really really think, well done. I think the visuals, it's <coughs> like the, I love the visuals. The visuals are amazing. They try to make it look like a comic book, but yeah. it's it yeah. Really, it, yeah, and it looked like a comic book, but also just its own thing. It, it looked really nice. It looks like a comic book, but it feels yeah. like a movie. Yeah. It's like the perfect blend of everything. <laughs> nice. That's my recommendation. Okay. What do you recommend, Mr. B? Uh, well, Rockstar. Um, and this, I've had a, I don't know, it's, it's getting on about 10 years ago. I used to fight with a, a former student of mine who's actually in the film industry. His name is Eric Anello, great guy. Um, and he used to tell me how terrible this movie was. <laughs> and he would always argue, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson, you know, he was a big Paul Thomas Anderson fan. Magnolia's in it. Magnolia's better. I'm like, no, Tom Cruise is in it. It can't be good. <laughs> um, although I do like Tom Cruise. Um, but getting back to my point, Rockstar. Is it a good movie? Not really. But is it worth watching? Absolutely. Because of Mark Wahlberg. The premise oh, yes. of this movie is Mark Wahlberg plays this psychotic um, metal. Uh, th- there's, a, there's a heavy metal band named Steel Dragon, and he's a psychotic fan. Um, and he has a tribute band, not a cover band, a tribute band. He tribute he band. worships this band. What's and the difference between a tribute band and a cover band? And there really is none, but he makes the point throughout the movie to distinguish between a tribute band and a cover band. A cover band just plays the songs, but a tribute band like worships them, pays <laughs> tribute to them. <laughs> okay. And and the thing about this guy, his character, is that in addition to being a psychotic fan, totally worshiping this band, he's got inc- an incredible voice. And what happens is without giving too much away, the the lead singer of the band has a falling out with the rest of the band and he gets fired and they need a new lead singer. 
Lo and behold, Marky Mark. Here comes Marky Mark to the rescue. <laughs> He's not doing the funky. Although at the very end, wait, after the movie's over, watch because he raps. He raps at the end. Oh, yes, he does. Marky he Mark. goes in full Marky Mark mode. Just set me up. Mark but but the, the but there there are little snippets in this movie, little pieces. Jennifer Aniston plays his girlfriend. She looks like Jennifer Aniston straight out of Friends. She doesn't really have like the '80s hair, and you know. But but the rest of the production design is really quite good. It seems pretty authentic, and it's a totally goofy, um, guilty pleasure. But Marky Sounds Mark amazing. is awesome. So, Marky Mark, if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> Please come visit us. Please be on the show. Yeah. So the movie I'm about to recommend is called Black Klansman, and it actually was up for an Oscar award last year, or it was this year. So it's pretty much about a, a African American agent who works for the police department, and he infil- infiltrates the KKK. And it's like you have this huge dynamic with like him and Adam Driver's character, which is really what I liked, and it kind of adds to, like, what I was saying before, like, what I admire about the film, like, was, uh, what's his name, Spike Lee, the way he directed, like, certain shots, and how he does that, his usual rolling camera shot, where, like, everyone's standing still, and then just the camera's moving, mm-hmm. so, I really like the, act, well, the action, well, not really the action, but, like, um, the direct, direct, the directing, and, um, the dialogue, and the acting, and, like, the whole movie is pretty good, honestly, and I like the score as well, so, that's gonna be my recommendation. Have you seen Do the Right Thing? Oh yeah, I've seen that. How does that compare? Um, in terms of film quality, like does he oh, seem film? like he's evolved? Oh yeah, yeah, he's definitely evolved. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like this uh, Black Klansman was like more of a serious tone compared mm-hmm. to Do the Right Thing, and um, but I mean, like towards like the well, him trying to get his point across, I feel like it was kind of the same in like the two films. With like Do the Right Thing, it was kind of more like hidden. This one was like, I felt like it was kind of in your face a little, but not really. But he does like a really good job of like, you know, um, trying to get his message across. And I feel like he did for certain in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, but both of them are pretty good. And that's my recommendation. Nice. Right, so my recommendation, it's a movie called Swiss Army Man. So the premise of the movie is there's this guy on a deserted island who's about to give up all hope. Until a dead body washes ashore, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe, and the dead body helps him to escape the island. It's very weird, odd, and it makes almost no sense, but it's amazing. And it will make sense towards the end of the movie if you keep watching. But it's really good. The soundtrack's amazing. The visuals are great. Daniel Radcliffe is amazing. I forgot the other actor's name. I'm so sorry. But he's great, too. And, yeah, it's very odd. Yeah, that's my recommendation. Yeah. Very good. I saw the trailer to that. It's a prime original, I think. <laughs> it is not a prime original. It's, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. <laughs> but Prime advertised it the oh most. I'm sure it's of it. It's on Netflix, Anthony. Okay. Anthony, just give up. I watched it on Netflix late at night. We have an it Amazon was great. Maybe they moved to Netflix, but I think it was, no, it was originally not a prime on original. Prime. It was an I indie. Need to add Prime to that list of names. No, it was an indie <laughs> movie that played at a festival. Suspiria was a prime original. Uh, not, not, yeah, Suspiria was. Not a prime original because it was it was just made by it could be because it was made by Amazon Prime Studios and another <laughs> studio but doesn't matter I like Ant Boy yeah it really doesn't Ant matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was they anyway. always tried right. what, so reco- what is your recommendation Anthony uh, of course you gotta talk about the original Amazon Prime movies no but I'm recommending um, what's it called uh, American Animals it's um, 
uh, Matt recommended it for me, and so I saw it on a plane coming back from Argentina because it was free, Exotic. and I was like, why not? So I saw it, and I it, it kept me awake because I was surprised um, the, when I saw it, when it started, it's like, this, the opening part is like, this is, um, this is not a true, um, this is not based on a true story. I'm like, okay, but it then says it is a true story, which interested me because not a lot of people would like just out like out claim like saying just go out and say yeah this is just completely true and i'm like but like you can't get everything right but what they did was that i was interested is that they actually got the real people involved in the event which was a bunch of uh college kids that just started and they just um they had all different like uh, reasons why they wanted to take this painting to make money some wanted money some wanted to just make become friends uh, still be friends and one specifically the main character i guess you can say like the real main character um he wanted just to do something like extraordinary that can inspire his art because he's an artist and so they do that and obviously we all know at the end they get caught um doing the crime and they get arrested and do their time because that's why the movie's made and what they do is they actually bring the actual people into it, which not a lot of people do when it comes to those types of movies. And they, um, they literally talk to like the audience and then surprised me, the gas station scene, they literally talk with the actors that are playing them, which I thought that was really cool. And what, what I realized why they call it a true story is because even though they're, they're doing different, they're doing it all the characters perspectives. So they're just putting everything in, which, so you, so it's like, cause when they say a true story, when it's something like that where multiple people are involved, they all have different stories. Mm-hmm. So you can't really say this is exactly what happened because yeah. you don't know. That was my favorite but part they, about the film. Yeah, they, they added everybody's perspective. Mostly the two uh, characters, the main character and his best friend. Yeah. they It was mainly them, but they still added a little bit of the others. And so you learn more about everything and they talk about it. In the gas station scene, he literally says... Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was something else, but uh, this is his story right yeah. now, so we're just going to yeah. go with that. It's that, that. That scene that you're talking about is great. And and what they do is they take you the traditional uh, cinema verite style where you'd mm-hmm. have, you know, the talking head. And you might have a movie, you know, where you had the, the real actor. Or yeah. I'm not the real actor, but the real the player. The real person real that person. the actor is portraying. And then they would have sort of the dramatic reenactment. Mm-hmm. But you never have those two things never overlap. Never interact. And yeah. that movie but this does. movie, like, did it. Yeah. And I th- and they yeah. did it really good, I thought. Yeah, like, they show the scene. And then they show what happens yeah. from the certain perspective. Yeah. And then it cuts mm-hmm. to, like, like, the actual people. Like, saying, oh, no. Oh, it's and that's really what, unique. And it wasn't, very unique. And that scene wasn't just, like, a gas station. Like, what they did was, uh, for the one guy's, for the other guy's perspective, he thinks they were at a park. He remembers them at a party. So they would be at a party, but they're acting like they're driving in a car as well. So, like, when they got up to so the other ones who thinks he's going, they're in a car going to a gas station later. They uh they literally like do some movement where and then it cuts to them doing the same movement but in the car or mm-hmm. back at the party and so it just it just made it really good. What's this movie called? Uh, American, American Animals. Yeah, American it's, it's, Animals. A, it's a it's a and heist movie gone wrong. That sounds yeah. really fun. And it's really like interesting. And you just watch these kids that don't know how to do anything. That's terrible. And they they just which is great because it's, it's re, it adds more realism yeah. because and and it builds uh, up suspense like so oh dumb. No. I don't know. <laughs> Another, yeah, it's like the suspense is they did it so good here. Um, the acting was great. 
um, I forgot the actor's name, but the one of them, the play, the, the guy that's like known to be the bad person, like the bad person in the group, like he's like you know always doing bad the guy things. Who plays uh, Quicksilver. He plays Quicksilver in the Evan X-Men. Peters. He, Aaron Evan Taylor Peters. Johnson. He was Evan so Peters. Good. Oh, oh no, we're not, not that about, Quicksilver. We're talking about the other Quicksilver, no, no. the good one. He he was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but this other scene, like similar to the gas station, they're talking about uh. He says in the movie they mentioned they're going. He went to um, Europe. Europe, the Netherlands, I think specifically. Oh yeah, that's and right. you don't learn much about that afterwards except that he went there and like you later see him like talking to people there. But then towards the end they wait, were talking. Don't give. Don't, oh, I I say, give don't get spoilers. 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 I, went, I went a little far in that. Yeah, I'm you sorry. just got everyone interested. In it's sorry, good. but <laughs> it is just fantastic. Definitely something different than what you will probably see from most movies like that or in just in general. I think. Yeah, and you, you brought up a good point. Like you know. I don't know about you guys. For me, a barometer of a good movie is if I can stay awake. Oh yeah, that movie. I was falling asleep <laughs> yeah. in the plane, and I don't sleep on planes. But that movie, I was, I was before I was watching. Uh, after I finished the movie, I was like oh, maybe I'll sleep. But then I saw that I'm like, I want to really see that. So I saw it, and it just kept me awake. Like mm-hmm. that, and then the movie I saw, which was Inception, right after those two movies, kept me awake through the entire plane ride. I was like, so that was, um, but that movie was. Something different. I recommend it to anybody that mm-hmm. thinks it sounds interesting to them. Do you think you won't that we would be better at robbing a bank? N- if they couldn't do it, no. <laughs> they didn't even yeah. rob a bank. They, they robbed. They, they, were, they were. They were nor- They were just normal. They were a bunch of kids in Kentucky who had a, who were bored and thought, "Let's try that." It's it's like, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> I yeah. bet you we could. And do it wasn't really. F- oh, and oh, most oh, of them oh. weren't really for the money. They just. Yeah, no, if right. we had Damon and Matt, we could do it. The money was just <laughs> there. It was more like most of them just we wanted an experience, right. which yeah. was interesting because yeah. most of those movies, it's like we just want money. We just want money. But like these people are like. Mainly no. one wanted experience for his art. The other just wanted to do it because he just likes doing bad things. And the o- the other two, uh, one was maybe greed for the money, and the other one was like he wanted to be friends. And they just wanted a whole different th- – but mainly all together, they all just wanted an experience that they can relive and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it actually sounds because they've really seen so great. many movies. It's really yeah, it's good. Worth I really want to see that. Yeah. Now. It's Do all you guys recommend. Is it on Netflix? I don't know. I no. think it's on no. Amazon. Funny enough, I think it's no. on. No, it's not. It's on Amazon. I checked. It's not. I bought it. I can. Whoa! I can. There's a movie that's not on Amazon Prime. I can confirm. You can rent it on. You can rent it on Prime, but it's not free on Prime. I can, as an Amazon Prime user, I can tell you that it's not on Prime. It's completely. You got to either rent it. I think maybe it's on Netflix, but I never checked. It's not. It's, it's not. So not. you got to rent it. But it's debt or buy it. I bought it again uh, on my phone for, through iTunes. Definitely, uh, you don't have to buy it, but Which definitely. Which one is it? Amazon, Amazon and iTunes. Amazon Are you an iTunes guy? Anthony, I do both. ITunes. I like to buy on iTunes. iTunes is no more. I like to rent on Amazon. <laughs> I was getting rid of iTunes. I like to rent yeah, on either Blu-ray. Amazon, but I like to watch free like movies on Prime. What are you gonna do, Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Prime, <laughs> Prime advocate. Well, what are you gonna do? They're getting rid of iTunes. It's easy. The, the they're getting rid of no, iTunes. They're not getting. They're not getting rid of. They're iTunes. making three separate apps no, now. No, they're not. One. No, they're not. They're not getting rid of Wait, iTunes. Exact. No, that doesn't make yeah. sense. No, yeah. what they're doing. They're just doing it through the TV app itself. Thank you for listening to the final episode of the film podcast. Be sure to leave a like and share. Can we all sing the thing? One, two, three. Baby, why don't you cry? Baby, why open your eyes? There's more? It's from Bambi. Come on, Bambi. It's from Dumbo. Oh, Dumbo. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Wrong animal. See, I got hit in the head. I just don't know. Bambi.